afternoon everyone. We are back today again with the 7th episode of Canada Ciceroni Live. For the uninitiated, Canada Ciceroni is one of the kind of initiatives started by Ciceroni to bring together the entire fashion fraternity and discuss about the issues that are plaguing the industry, the trends that are there in the industry and discuss uh, challenges that are there. One such topic that is plaguing the fashion industry today is the plus-sized fashion. And to discuss that, we have with us Dr. Falguni Vasavada with us. Please welcome uh, Dr. Falguni. Thank you so much. Hi. So, um, let me tell you in detail, first of all, what is this plus-sized uh, fashion and what is the issue that we are talking about. Plus-size is generally referred to as sizes that are ahead of 14 and upwards. 0 to 12 typically goes into the, the regular size. Yeah. And the statistics are so interesting that in America, 67% of women fall into the plus size range. And yet the brands that are catering to this plus size are minuscule. The, the percentage of the fashion industry, the investment, it is growing at $20 billion in US. And in India, we are at $6 billion in India. And yet probably people are not addressing the, the domain. So we are here today to yeah. talk to Dr. Falguni about it. So let me give you a brief of what Dr. Falguni <laughs> uh, does and what is her background like. Um, she is a professor and chair of strategic marketing area at MICA. She's a double gold medalist with over two decades of teaching experience in the area of marketing and advertising. She's trained various corporate professionals and organization institutions. She's done multiple international papers and uh, white papers that she's published in the journals. She teaches in the area. She like um, uh, She's uh, known for her interest in the area of advertising, branding, and social media. She teaches at various management institutes across the country as visiting faculty and travels internationally also for the same. She has been a TEDx speaker. And she is a body positive crusader. You know, you may ask, what is that? So let's begin the yeah. conversation <laughs> with that. As a plus-sized individual and um, a person who has a lot of social media influence, you know, what do you feel individually about this plus-sized um, industry right now? And what are your personal challenges that you face mm -hmm. when you go pick up garments? Yeah. So I think I grew up as a plus size teenager and uh, surprisingly never found clothes in any of the local stores. So I have grown up on stitched clothes, tailor made clothes. So if you ask me what has been my biggest challenge as far as fashion and clothing is concerned, it would be the amount of effort that I have had to put into making of my clothes. Correct. Right? So sourcing locally the material, getting it stitched, getting designs done, designing sometimes by your own self. Also a lot of body shaming, which any plus size uh, woman listening to me, girl listening to me right now would have gone through because the moment you enter a store and even if you are asking a large size because you want to gift it to your friend or your cousin, you'll be told on your face that this will not fit you, you want this yes, and yes. if you ask for your size, of course they will go blinded. There will be a shock on their face that oh we don't carry your size. So the key challenge that I have and the only challenge I believe that I have faced throughout is of inclusivity. Because uh, fashion industry does not include uh, plus size women at all. Resources or for example retailers from where we get our clothes of our sizes 
are you can count them on fingers yes. and they are exorbitantly priced sometimes right. uh, their designs are extremely oddly made yes. which does not suit curvy women or right. your curves and uh, that is the only challenge which i have faced because and there is a lot of uh, content that i that's why i give on body positivity owning your body because somewhere i feel that the industry has been so insensitive towards uh, plus size audiences that somewhere this is stuck in their mind that their body is the criminal so the the consumers the clients people like you and me uh, who want to go out and explore experiment with clothing with fashion for them somewhere this body shaming has got stuck this inclusivity or lack of inclusivity has somewhere stuck and that is my biggest challenge as a plus size influencer a social media person as a teacher also correct to communicate all these things to the varied audiences that follow me correct i'm so glad that the discussions have finally begun in yeah. india also yeah. like internationally uh, there has And we are back mm -hmm. again. Yes. Sorry for the interruption. <laughs> That's technology. Don't worry. <laughs> Nationally, fine. Yeah. So the first question is a big and bold no. Uh, I don't get too many brands to shop from within yeah. India. Uh, now, of course, with the influx of all these e-commerce brands and and even international brands coming into India, things are a little easier. So within India, I buy from brands like Sheen, Stock by Love. Uh, then there is this uh, Mira's creation, which is based out of Jaipur, okay. which is a plus size uh, fashion brand. Then there is uh, a plus size fashion brand which operates only on Instagram, so it only has a digital presence. So these options are increasing. I will not say they are not there, but uh, majority of them will carry only things which are fast moving. So they will carry uh, very very uh, regular looking kurtas for example, regular tees for example. But suppose if I want a jumpsuit for myself, then 100% I will not get. So most of my uh, western wear uh, things like frocks for example, skirts, uh, jumpsuits, uh, uh, dividers, uh, trousers, I usually get it when I travel and I travel usually to many places but the only place from where I've got who has been very kind to me as far as availability is concerned is US. So there in uh, dress barn and kind of shops, brands, you do find uh, a lot section, different section for women, plus size women. Right. Like they have also for Patit. Ah, that's yeah. right. Because that is again a sizing <laughs> yes, issue, right? It is. Whether it's petite or whether it's it plus is. size, I, I do not catering mm -hmm. to this. Uh, I'm not uh, sure whether they are even. I think so. Yeah. I think they are aware, but they they just refuse to address to it. So, mm. uh, to give you an example, Prabal Gurung in mm. 2017 kind of, kind of did a collaboration with Lane Bryant, mm. um, a plus size brand. And a lot of people at New York Fashion Week apparently sniggered at him saying mm. like how would you want to collaborate for a plus mm. size brand like who would want to make it you know right. but there are so within the fashion fraternity itself there is very low acceptance yeah you know so yeah. as an advertising uh, academician let's go back to analyzing um, um, one thing one because we've established there is a market yeah. So if there is a market, what would you tell the fashion designers, you know, as an advertising person, as a, as a marketing uh, mm -hmm. and a branding uh, consultant, what would mm -hmm. you tell people to get into? 
So in fact, if you if you speak plainly from the marketing uh, basics, the marketing strategy forefront, right. usually the advice to people who want to jump into new businesses, do startups, you know, open up something of their own in any category, right. in any industry, right. is look for a virgin market. Look, look for a market which you can create with your products because the current existing markets are already crowded. They have too many labels, too many brands. So now, now if I apply this to the fashion industry, uh, similarly in fashion, in, in, your, in your, what should I say, mainstream fashion, which is sizes 0 to 12, already there, is, there are too many players in the sense of uh, e-commerce, private labels, uh, designer brands, right? If a plus size woman wants to go and explore the swimwear, I'm not sure whether we even get it in India. So which is very difficult. I came across this brand called Perfect, yeah. which has now recently launched in India. It's a US-based yeah. lingerie brand. And it kind of uh, uh, proudly claims that they create um, plus size brands. Right. So they go on 14, 16, 18, 20, 22. Mm -hmm. That is the sizes that they do. And which is a breather. Yeah. Right now, yeah. thinking that, you know, forget about clothes. I think now even in lingerie, you know, which is like the basic yes. understanding. Yes. Even there, yes. people yes. would find it very difficult to kind of get the market. Um, so yeah, I think what you say is people should be exploring the the virgin market and yeah. kind of get it. It's untapped, completely untapped. Right, right. So, um, would you think that the Indian market, the fashion weeks that mm. happen, you know, the the Will's Fashion Week or the Lakme Fashion Week that happens, now should Amazon. they? Yeah, now Amazon, like the sponsors keep changing every time. <laughs> but uh, should they be more uh, getting into something like this? They of course, of course, because, because they are not doing it. Yeah. Anywhere. So when I talk of uh, lack of inclusivity, from where am I coming from? We have not seen plus size women. Uh, leading films. Yes. We have not seen plus size women playing normal roles in advertising. Right. We have not seen plus size women proudly shining from a hoarding in the city. Right. So there is an absence of, there is a non-portrayal of such women and that is I think somewhere creating this insensi insensitivity and also this, uh, this mannerism in which we have started defining beauty. Right? So there is there is a mass lack of representation of plus size women and if you ask me from where should they start as far as fashion is concerned, yes. the biggest way to start is from the ramp. Yes. So why do we feel yeah, why do we feel that only if you are size zero or size one, only then you can showcase the clothes and walk on the ramp? What, why, why can't a plus size woman also be there as a part of? It will normalize the whole narrative. So right now, the normalizing has not happened because right. because fat women are considered abnormal. Their their sizes are considered abnormal. People get shocked when you tell them that oh, I wear twenty between twenty two and twenty four size. That's not that's not something they have heard of. So it is not that we do not exist in the society, right? Absolutely. So in, in the real society, we all exist as professors, as digital marketing experts, as bankers, as homemakers, as mothers then why are we missing completely from the popular media scene? That is my biggest question. Precisely. Yeah. So there have been a lot of articles around it, you know. And yeah. uh, uh, there were two uh, observations from the articles yeah. that I ended up reading. One was that the, uh, the fast fashion brands, probably something like an H&M or a Zara right. or a Topshop or something like that. Generally, the production units are in China and Vietnam or probably Hong Kong or mm -hmm. Philippines or um, uh, Bangladesh. And so there they have not gotten yet into the machinery 
of mm. creating patterns for curvy sides to right. right. So because they do not have the, the supply mechanics set and they feel it is expensive to kind of invest into the, that amount of cloth and that amount of pattern making, they're completely missing out on mm. the market. That's, mm. that's number one observation. Mm. The number two observation is that the international brands that are there, like the, the high-end luxury brands mm. like a Louis Vuitton or a Gucci right, or right, a right. Balenciaga or a Hermes, they never have luxury uh, plus sizes, you know. And so the trend is changing right now. Uh, people say that one of the brands, probably it was either Gucci, which started uh, banning fur completely from their collection. Mm -hmm. And so in the next three years, a lot of other brands mm -hmm. stopped using fur. Mm -hmm. So I think, do you think it is high time that the, the higher aspirational brand should take the lead yeah. and kind of take, so because one is aspirational, second is fastest moving. Right. And if this two take the lead in the yes. Yes. Uh, talking about plus yes. size. Yes, so this is where we are talking about breaking the norm, right? And revolutionary ideas cannot come from rebel startups. Yeah. Revolution has to start somewhere from the thought leader's position. And as you rightly said, the Gucci's of the world or the Louis Vuitton's of the world are sitting at a, at a stage, at a position where they have dominance. Yes. And they're dominating the, the, the mainstream thought process, they're dominating the narrative around fashion, right. they're not dominating the dialogues that happen around fashion. Right. So they must take a stand. I remember how so many fashion brands talked about LGBTQ community. Absolutely. Right? And it made the whole dialogue go blast, you know. People started participating in because hey, who is talking? Gucci is talking, right? I should participate. Precisely. So aspirational. aspirational. So they should. And if you talk about the uh, fast fashion brands, I would believe that their strength is fast fashion and their strength is standardized package Formative. sizes, right? Yes. yes. Rather than them getting into it, Startups should start getting into it. That's a right? good one. Startups and aspirational. If we do this, then I think the top and the bottom matches. So somewhere I think e-commerce is giving the right push. But yeah, so uh, like yeah. By love is yeah, yeah, yeah. And Amidas, and Amidas, right? Funny. So pantaloons did uh, try with their then all brand. Now right. we know it has moved out. But uh, the problem is again, I'll tell you, it is fresh homework that brands will have to do. Okay. It's not ready made, right? Right. So it's like size made. 0 to 12 is 30 year old in India. Right. So they know everything about size 0 to 12. They don't know about a plus size woman. So it's fresh homework. So it's, it's a lot of work for them. Just to give you one observation, I went once and never went again in the all store because they were giving me kurtas only above my knee length, which would make me look shorter, broader and fatter. But they wouldn't so they didn't understand the cuts, they didn't understand the curve, they didn't understand that when you are giving a kurta to a fat woman, A it has to be good length, B it has to be side cuts, right. C you cannot give her horizontal lines. So these are like commonsensical, like I am not a fashion expert, still I can say that. Right? Right, right. So I think fresh homework is where brands are right now fighting up the space. They need to invest a lot in consumer research. Which is what is missing. Which is missing. Like I don't see brands investing in consumer research for sure. No. Right. No. Right. So how do you think at this cultural stigma that we see um, yeah. around um, body shaming and plus sized uh, things, 
how how do you think that can be removed? I know for one, you are a big yes. champion in positivity, yes. body po body positivity, and people look up to you for yes. that. You know. Yes. So what would you tell other people to yes. kind of do? Yeah. So to all the uh, plus size uh, people who are watching me or who will watch me later. I think it's time that you stand up for yourself and start reacting and responding to people who body shame you. That is one way we are going to react to the, uh, to the undercurrents that keeps bitching about, you know, behind someone's back about body, body shape. And I believe a lot more consciousness needs to come that the body positivity movement itself, if people understand, then they will realize that you are much more than what your body is. So your talent, your work, your performance speaks for itself. And I believe social media in this case is a blessing. Yes. Because it has given voice to people like me. It has given voice to people like there are some influencers on Instagram. I'm forgetting the Instagram handle, but there's this lady called Katty who is in US, who does only, she's a plus size fashion blogger. And she goes to every brand store, goes, picks up their last size and goes to the trial room and wears it whichever way it comes. So if her dress comes only till here, because there is no size that's available of her, she'll still click a picture in the trial room and post it on Instagram, naming the brand, saying that, oh, you don't want me as a consumer. Which is so cool. Exactly. So I think normalizing is what is needed and social media will normalize the whole dialogue. Just to give you, not taking too much of time, just to give you a recent example, today morning, a young girl being elected and went to the parliament, yeah. uh, Chakravarti, yes. and her first name is starts with M. I'm forgetting, forgetting the name. So she stood in front of the parliament wearing her jeans and a nice white shirt with a victory yes. sign. And uh, this famous journalist wrote saying, can I unsee this picture? I think she thinks she is standing on Park Street wearing such clothes. Now this is not plus size, but this is still so we the gender, cultural, yeah, the stereotyping, the codes which were given like 60, 70, 700 years back which we are still following. And then a lot of dialogue started and nobody of us spared it. Precisely you know, because so, you know, yeah. we are judged on the base of the clothes we wear. You exactly. know, and especially professions that we are into. Yeah. Probably uh, people want us to be dressing in a particular way to be taken seriously. Exactly. So if you are a corporate profile, you may not wear a red lipstick yes. at all. Yes. You may not wear a short dress Even if you are a teacher, you, you, are, you don't wear a Mac Rubio. <laughs> which I wear and then hence I get stares, but it's okay. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Lot of, lot of coding. So forget about politics. Issue, I think yeah. politics we need people who are absolutely staid and 50 yeah. plus and 60 plus wearing only saris then probably political. <laughs> <laughs> which is sad, right? You want young people in the parliament but you are not ready to take them. Correct, 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 correct. So yes, we have a couple of Some questions. questions. Yes. 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 So let's get to this. Yeah. Many brands that offer plus size clothes do not use a plus size model to promote it. Yes. Why is it still a problem? Yeah. Again, the problem of uh, cultural acceptance because uh, plus it is it is I think it's a it's a what should I say it's a homecoming for us also. We like to see mannequins in zero size zero. We like to imagine that we would look like the mannequin when we wear the same dress. 
So the aspirational point of view of the consumer is getting represented here. Correct. And that's what is to be questioned. Till we are ready to see a plus size woman wearing those clothes, like Mira Creations, which I am talking about, uses only plus size women because unless and until someone like me is wearing this kurta, I will not realize how will it look on me, right? So, yeah, it is a sad uh, reality and I am hoping it will change soon. I am hoping. What would the next plus size innovation to be? Ah, affordable fashion. Yeah. Because in plus size as of now, we do not have anything which is in the affordable range, which is in the reachable range. You take the case of Sheen, Amidas, Talk By Love, you know, you name me any brand, it is all exorbitantly priced. So let us say a 15 year old college goer, what options does she have in the online space even? If she's True. plus size. True. If you are if you are if you are not plus size, then you have Mintras, Jabong of the world giving you clothes at four hundred rupees, two fifty rupees, but oh because you are plus size, it will be five thousand rupees. That cannot be this much of a gap. So and I think affordable fashion. Affordable fashion is your virgin market. Believe you me, there is nobody in the organized market which is giving affordable fashion for curvy women. Which is such a fantastic insight. Yes. I mean, brands who are listening to it, or probably students who are wanting to get into the fashion labels. Yes. I think this is one idea you should take back because I think there are enough bridal wares, there are enough ethnic wares, I think there are enough sustainable brands also. Yeah. But I don't think so. People are trying to cater onto the plus size yes. market as yes. So, this one person is asking are there pressures to keep up your carefree attitude and body positive ideals? No, <laughs> no. if we fall into pressure, even while being a body positive person, I believe that itself is a gimmick then. Yeah. No, 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 there should absolutely be no pressure because you are a body positive person only if you have unconditionally, unapologetically accepted who you are. And I think that glow is different when you are doing it unconditionally and when you are doing it under pressure, it will show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and so the last question for the day that we have is, what is the most common misconception which the fashion industry has currently about the plus size segment? Hmm. I think the perception probably. Yeah, perception maybe the, the wrong perception, right? What yeah, the misconception. misconception that the fashion industry has about plus size women. Hmm. Probably they don't oh, understand the market. Yeah, yeah. They, I think I think I have the answer. So the biggest misconception is that plus size women are an extension of normal size women. So they wear the same clothes. Okay, yeah. So, so for example, if a size five wears a jeans and a crop top, a plus size woman also would wear that. Right. So extend it, make it bigger, give bigger margins. So if a 18 year old who is from the normal size comfortably wears a jumpsuit, you cannot extend it to plus size. They may not be comfortable wearing a jumpsuit. So I am saying the misconception is that it is just an extension of my normal size fashion industry. It's not. It's a, it's a another market. It is completely yeah. another market. Yeah. Another shaping, sizing, everything yes. will be so different. Yes. Problems will be different. Exactly. So you uh, need the zero budgeting approach. You need to go with a empty mind to the market, understand what they want, then come back and then manufacture. 
So we hope listening to this that I mean there's a there is six billion dollar market in yeah. India, guys. That's the market that we're talking yeah. about. It is growing at the rate of seven percent every single year in India. Internationally, it's a very very different ball game altogether. So I don't know why would you want to miss out on something like this. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so last advice, ma'am, that you would want to give to any fashion startup. Hmm. I believe. Uh, the basis of any successful business is understanding your consumer and being very sensitive towards your consumer. Doesn't matter if the consumer is a man, a woman, a plus size, normal size, pateen. If you are sensitive towards your consumer and if you understand that consumer is not your slave but she may be your partner, right? You have to give him that kind of respect and I think that is the only pure sure way towards success. Whether it's a startup or whether it's a well established business. One more thing which I just yeah. realized, you are a big um, social media influencer. <laughs> two tips to the fashion people out here, how to increase their social media, what are the basic etiquettes that they should follow if they are representing a brand, probably if it's a fashion brand, mm -hmm. how would you advise them to go forward? Yeah, so I think the first tip is uh, you cannot be somebody different offline and online. Yeah. You have to be the same person. So the moment you see a Falguni Patel or you see a Falguni Vasavada on Instagram and when you meet them on a road, they have to be the same person. So I think genuineness cuts across. That is my first tip. And that's a pure sure way to grow on social media. Be genuine, be you. That is the first tip. Second tip is all these fashion bloggers collaborate a lot with different brands. Please collaborate only with brands you are comfortable wearing or you are comfortable giving a shout.